0: All right, you guys, I am currently struggling with a pinched nerve in my neck, and if you have ever had one, you know the pain. So I am feeling super thankful for today's sponsor, Tanasi. Tanasi's CBD, CBDA is two times better than CBD alone and better than over-the-counter ibuprofen, acetaminophen, and aspirin. It helps soothe and relieve my aches and pains like my pinched nerve, and it's great for sleep and anxiety, so I put it on right before bed. Tanasi was discovered by a team of chemists and biologists at Middle Tennessee State University and 5% of all revenue is given back to the university partner for ongoing research. It is THC-free and comes in a range of products. I love the topicals, but you can also choose from soft gels, gummies, and tinctures. Satisfaction is guaranteed. Try Tanasi for 30 days, and if you don't love it, you get a full refund. Go to Tanasi.com and use code MOM to get 25% off at checkout. That's T-A-N-A-S-I.com to get 25% off your first order with promo code MOM. Start ritual or add Essential for Women 18 plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com forward slash sober mom for twenty five percent off. Hi, welcome to the Sober Mom Life Podcast. I'm your host, Suzanne of My Kind of Sweet and the Sober Mom Life on Instagram. I don't consider myself an alcoholic. You don't have to either. Maybe life is brighter without alcohol. I hope you will join us on this journey, and I'm so excited to get started. Hello. Happy Friday. Welcome to our special episode of The Real Sober Mom Chats. It's like The Real Housewives, but without the booze and the bad drama and the fillers. How's that? I have heard so much feedback about the Sober Moms. You guys love the stories from real moms who are in it, who are figuring out, who are maybe sober curious. They're talking about their journeys. And that's what this is. We are bringing you moms from the Sober Mom Life Cafe. All of these moms connect over there. If you wanna come and join us, it's $15 a month and you get, first of all, you get to sign up to share your story on the Real Sober Mom chat. That link to join the cafe is in the show notes. You also get weekly Zoom meetings. You get Discord chat where you can chat with moms just like you all day long. Book club, you get bonus podcast episodes. It's just a huge party over there. Come and join us and I know you will enjoy this episode of The Real Sober Mom Chats. Katie, welcome to The Real Sober Mom Hi. Are you excited? Yes. Nervous. Excited. That's okay. You know, everybody likes to talk about themselves and and like, (laughs) when do you really get to just like sit down and tell your story? And like, it's a pretty cool thing to do, right? I have not told my story yet. Okay. See? Okay. I'm excited. Well, and I'm honored that you're sharing it here. First, let's start. Where are you in the world? I am in Memphis, Tennessee. Okay. You're in Memphis.
1: That's your accent, I love your accent. I just wanted to say real quick, I was listening to the pod this morning, and I was very, very inspired. and also listening to all the other moms talk. y'all are all from the like the Northwest and everything, and like up north, but our culture down here with the drinking is just is the exact same. It's the field parties. it's everywhere.
0: I know it is everywhere.
1: Okay, so let's talk
0: about before we talk about sobriety and like where you're at with that and how's it going and all of that. Let's talk about alcohol and where that started for you. I would say about 12
1: years old. Okay. I have mm-hmm. older brothers and they had older friends and my parents. They did the best, but they were working all the time. So we are kind of left to yeah. our own devices and latchkey kids. Yes. Late 80s, early 90s, definitely. Yes. We same. were just left to do whatever. and. Sorry, mom, if you're listening, but my brother gave me my first screwdriver and it was the best thing that I have ever tasted in my entire life. And it kind of just went on. Okay. So you loved it. Yes, I did. Yeah. From the very beginning, I did. That was 12 years old and I'm coming up on 42 and this is the first time I've been sober since then, basically. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like reflecting on listening to all these stories of these moms and it's all the same. It's just, it's always been in my family. It's always been in my friends' groups. It's just always been there. Yeah. And I remember my family's from the North. I remember when we were little, like we would get like on Thanksgiving, like little taste of wine and stuff like that. And it was, we thought we were so cool, but it was no big deal. Yeah. And also like our parents would play cards upstairs and they would leave us in the basement with a bowl of M&Ms and just let us play. Not that we were drinking, but it's just, you know, it was just the time.
0: It so was. I mean, it was just so different than today. Like you didn't really talk Mm -hmm. about anything, much less alcohol and what it did or what it is. And like, yeah, letting kids have a sip or have a drink didn't seem awful. And like, Mm -hmm. yeah, there was much less parent oversight. For me too, like latchkey
1: kids, like, well, you're on your own. You can, you know, figure stuff out. And now I feel like a helicopter mom. I'm like, what are you doing? Where are you? I'm going to put a checker on you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like the pendulum swings. Right. And it's hard not to do when you kind of know what kids can do when they're unsupervised <laughs> exactly. and what's available. Yeah. <laughs> I get. It. I have
1: teenagers. I'm like, what I was doing at your age. Yes. My goodness gracious. Right. Y'all aren't going anywhere. Right. But luckily, luckily they took, chose a different path. So that's good.
0: We're doing something right. right. And it's just talking about <laughs> it. Right. And like keeping yeah. open lines of conversation and like knowing they can come to you whenever and all of the stuff that like my parents just weren't taught that that's not how their parents were with them. And so, yeah, it's just so much different today.
1: So fast forward a little bit, you know, i dabbled in the marijuana and the cigarettes and all that stuff. Drinking really wasn't a big thing in high school, I wouldn't say. I graduated high school 18, and now I cannot remember a time when it was not there Mm. at all. I have cross addictions, but when I took everything away, the alcohol was the common denominator. Mm. It was the only thing left, and it was the deadliest thing, too. We would come home from parties. We would... Stay out all night, and everyone was would go home at like normal times. Like the other moms would say, everyone would stop at a normal time, and I'm like, "Where's the after party? Like, yeah. let's keep going." I would have a beer on my dresser at three o'clock in the morning because they sell beer till three o'clock in the morning, and we would make sure we would have a beer at three thirty a.m. to hatch. We got home, And yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was in our twenties, and that was when the hangovers and you could go to work at ten o'clock and still, you know, yes. pop right back up. Yes. <laughs> And then working in the industry, the service industry, you know, free beers after work, free beers at the bar. Cause you're a server. And you got dollar beers. Just everywhere. It was just everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and so they wonder why. Right. I didn't really wonder why until the pandemic. So again, my story is not unique at all. It went from, you know, drinking beers, the pregnancy, like you said, does it really count. My drinking did not slow down after my son was born, unfortunately, but I didn't start seeing it as a problem until I was, you know, home alone drinking, getting boxes of wine so you couldn't see how much I drank out of the bottle. Mm-hmm. And like, I didn't think that we put those restrictions on our drinking, but I've been doing a lot of reflecting this week on this yeah. conversation yeah. and I'm like, Oh my goodness, we did. We switched from beer to wine. And then I was like, well, let's, cause my husband, he likes his Moscow mules. So I was like, well, I'm just going to start drinking vodka. Just, you know, get to the goal, you know, screw all this drinking right. couple glasses to get a buzz. Let's just, you know, get it done. Yeah. Come COVID a couple of years later, I think I had a mental breakdown after doing all that and just being home alone with the kids and, I said I would never drink in the mornings and I was five o'clock in the morning taking shots of vodka because my body became dependent on it. This is a story of addiction. Like I was physically dependent on it and it's so scary to think what could have happened had I not gotten help. There was a point at the end where I'd wake up at three o'clock in the morning like everybody does, like five o'clock in the morning, trying to walk from my bed to the bathroom, just shaking so bad. I couldn't walk. I couldn't walk down the stairs. I was scared to carry my baby down the stairs. I didn't want to drop her. Mm -hmm. I don't remember at all this time last year at all because my doctor was also prescribing me anti-anxiety medicine. Those don't go good together. No. You can die. Yeah. You can die. If you could try to come off them by yourself. And it was just a shit show. It just became a shit show. And, you know, my husband would say, you need help. You need help. And I'm like, I know. I know I need help. I know I'm an alcoholic. So from, I think this time last year is when the bottom fell out. And I finally went to rehab on January 17th. That would be a year coming up soon. Yay. Good. But, yay, yay. That's huge. It's not fully. I had a few slips here and there, but I luckily to you and your podcast and this lovely group, I have not turned back since. I'm so proud of you. Uh, I, thank you. I just, I love being sober. I think, I can't think of the lady who was on this morning. She was just saying that ever since I became sober, so many doors have opened. And she said she lost her creativity and she used to write poems and all this stuff like that. And like, that was me. Like in high school, I used to write poems and do all these things and write all stuff. And I just closed the door mm-hmm. when I started drinking and using and stuff like that. And I don't want that for my kids. Like my son tells me stories of things that happened last year and I have no idea. I have no recollection of it at all. And as sad as it is, I take full responsibility for it. I want him to see me be better and I want him to do better. And it's working out. He's seeing it.
0: Yeah. I mean, oh man, I'm so grateful for you for sharing this because First of all, I hear your story, you know, you know your story so well, and we can be so judgmental and critical of ourselves. But I hear your story of starting to drink at 12, right? When you were a kid, you were Mm. a little kid, and all of those kind of coping, just how to deal with feelings and life tools and feelings management and all of that stuff that we know that alcohol just gets in the way of, it so makes sense then turning to a substance that helps you not feel. Because when we don't know how to feel, it's really fucking hard to feel. And it's scary and it's new. And like, why would we want to, right? And all of that stuff. And then you saying finally last January, like, And your husband's like, you need help. And they're like, yeah, I know. Like this isn't a knowledge problem, right? Like, yes, I know. But it's also, it's a highly addictive substance. And so there's nothing like willpower or like, you know, mindset thing at that point, you're like, no, I I know I need help. And so you going to rehab, I think that the more stories like this that we tell. I loved it. Right. Okay.
1: Tell me about that. I took that as uh, they say, you know, rehab, you'll get whatever you get out of it, yeah. take whatever you get out of it. And I yeah. you know, took it to the full because I have a full house over here. I'm like,
0: yes. I am
1: going to sleep. I'm going to eat. I'm going to listen. I'm going to share my feelings. I'm going to do all this. yeah. And it really did help. Of course, I didn't want to go. Obviously, I had to go to detox, but it wasn't a fallout moment. It was like, because if I had planned it, I wouldn't have gone. It had to be a, just a, a random moment because I was drinking and driving. I'm ashamed of it. But it is what it is. You know, I can't take it back. I think just me and my husband got in a stupid fight and I got a scratch on the car. And the next morning, my mom was taking me to the detox place and Mm -hmm. they're like, you need to get a rehab. And I fought it. And then towards the end, I was like, okay, I'll go. And Mm. so it really did help. I liked it. I enjoyed it. It really did help. AA was not for me. I tried it. I tried to get a sponsor, but I'm not making excuses, but it just did not work with my lifestyle and yeah. with all my children and everything like that. And I know sponsors will say, well, if you can make time to drink, you can make time for your recovery and all that. But I needed something mm. else. A safe place to land. Yeah. day. Yeah. So I just dug deep into podcasts. I joined your group and I just play the tape forward if I have to remember what it's like. Because I have had some slips and they got worse every time. So I don't know what's going to happen. If I have a drink, I could be cool. If I have a drink, I could end up in the police station. Like, we don't know. And I'd rather not take that chance. <laughs> I got stuff to do. <laughs> yes, that's
0: right. Well, then it's so true. Like, you're not starting over if you slip up. But, like, you literally do just kind of pick up where you leave off. That's mm-hmm. the whole addictive substance thing, right? And, mm-hmm. and all of that. And so, yeah, removing that question mark of, okay, so... I can play the what ifs, right? What mm-hmm. if I drink alcohol? Okay, that, there's a lot of what ifs there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, what's the worst that could happen? A lot, a fucking <laughs> a lot, <laughs> right? A like, lot, a can lot. <laughs> Right. And then in sobriety, what's the worst that could happen? It's like, okay, let's see. I could feel really uncomfortable. Like mm-hmm. I can be terrified. I can be sad. I can be excited. I can be joyful. I could be motivated. I could be driven. I could be socially awkward. I could be, right? Like
1: (laughs) it's feelings. It's all of the feelings. It hits different too, those feelings. Like just being awkward, like sitting with it. We just unfortunately lost a really dear friend last week. Oh, I'm so sorry. Thank you. But it hit different. Like I didn't drink it away and just cry, you know, just like, meh you know, yes. that drunk cry where you're just like, ah, it's all about me, you know, right. like being in the grief and sitting with it. It wasn't about me. I didn't serve, you know what I mean? That yes. selfish yes. drunk talk like, oh my God, I'm so sad. Like I have to drink yes. over it. And I did not have to have an excuse to drink. It could be right. any day that ended it. Why? A happy, sad, a death, a birth, of anything like that. Yeah. I didn't have to have an excuse. That was yeah. my excuse.
0: You know, I kind of felt that, When my dad passed away, too, it's kind of like a wonderful honor to sit with your feelings for your friend and to really feel them and to like feel them and cry and grieve. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a way to honor how important your friend was to you and like my relationship with my dad rather than being like, no. I'm simply not strong enough to feel that or I can't feel that. I simply can't do it. It's like, no, 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 I can do that. I could feel this grief. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll do that. I'll do that for you. I'll sit with how much I loved you or Mm -hmm. love you, you know, Mm -hmm. I'll feel
1: all that. And so how do you feel today? Like where you sit now? I feel great. I get cravings now and then. Mm -hmm. I'll just make me like a ginger beer with some lemon or something like that. I'm really comfortable with telling my kids like I'm overwhelmed. I need some time. I need to take a break. We didn't tell them that I went to rehab. We called it a vacation. But I'm Mm -hmm. sure they'll figure it out one of these days because, you know, I had to promise my son I wouldn't drink anymore. He's like, these are my core memories, mom. I, mm. My goodness, I'm so sorry. I can't, you know, do anything to fix it, but I'm not going to do that anymore. And he's coming around. Yeah, and I think that you
0: allowing him that space to talk about how it was mm-hmm. for him, right? Mm-hmm. And then showing him something different, mm-hmm. and that you're here and you're, you know, present and you're with him, and like that is healing. And I don't know about fixing because, yeah, you can't go back, but that's healing. Mm-hmm. That's healing it all. And. I'm just so proud of you. And one thing about you is too, like, you know, I see you show up in the meetings and you continually show up like that's what it is. That's what it takes is like continually not waiting until like, you know, you have everything figured out or like you have all the questions answered and like that you can. But no, you just come on there with your sweet face and your sweet voice. (laughs) And I always love to see when you pop up because you do, you just
1: continually have been showing up. I appreciate that. And that's another thing that I tried to keep showing up because I flaked out every single time when I was drinking. Like I was a complete flake. Like you could count on me to not show up. Uh unfortunately I would not take my kids' doctor's visits. Yeah. Sports things because I didn't want to drink and drive. And that was so clear.
0: And that's not you, right? Like that's just not you that's the alcohol. That's that, but for alcohol, right? Like if alcohol was Mm -hmm. not in the picture, that's not you. That's not you as a mom. That's not you as Mm -hmm. a person. And so that's always one of my favorite parts of sobriety. It's like, Oh, I get to like, come home to me and now it's like oh this is me like there's no more alcohol getting in the way of me at any point and me and how I feel and how great it feels to be me and just to show up
1: authentically in the world and like just to count on yourself and just thinking of that feeling because when I did slip I was like oh I'll just have a sip and immediately when I drank it I regretted it, it was yes. like this crap because I felt like Ugh, it was just a feeling I don't want to feel anymore that not having control and I can remember things now remember what people said. Remember times I have to be places and punctual. Yeah. I'm annoyingly early. You were, you guys. <laughs> Katie was maybe like 20 minutes early for our interview. <laughs> <laughs> I'm overcompensating for always being really guess. Yeah.
0: I've never had somebody that early. You get the award for the earliest. <laughs> That's good that I happen to be on because normally I wouldn't be that early, but I was like, Oh, look at Katie. Yeah. You're on it. Um,
1: and I just you know want to be better for my daughter and just show my kids the examples because you know like this day and age you just don't know anymore you just don't know anymore and I want this to be a safe space for them to Mm. come to me and I don't want them to be scared like you said if they do because you know they're probably going to you know just kind of set a better example and let them know how bad it is for you and that it does run in your family it's a disease that comes from both of your parents. It's on both sides. But yeah, I just have to be conscious about it and I
0: don't know. Well,
1: I mean, I'm so proud
0: you're Thank doing you. the work. Like
1: look at you. You're doing it. The work is so hard, but it's so worth it. Anybody who is on, you know, week one, just keep going one a day at a time. And if you do slip up, don't let it hold yes. you down. Just keep going. Yes. Just keep going because I was it Courtney Anderson says, think of all the days that you have already accomplished you know shout out and shout out to uh shower beers too i just wanted to say oh my <laughs> shower god that beers. Is
0: so, to audrey that <laughs> yes is,
1: <laughs> yes so because funny. i just going to on vacation and bringing a beer to the shower like it was what we did yeah and we pre-gamed all the time before we went to the bar <laughs> like we would get ready yeah. at girlfriend's houses and we would drink while we're getting putting our makeup on and always yes. you know, had a beer and fears in the shower. It's so funny when she said that because That's I'm like, so oh, funny. other people do that too? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right? So. Oh my God. Shower of fears.
0: That's hilarious. Well, I like that you said like if there's a slip, like that doesn't mm-hmm. define anything. Think about how many chances you gave alcohol. Yeah. Right? Chim- like endless, right? Mm-hmm. Years and years and years. We have all given alcohol so many chances to be something else.
1: Right? But... I never thought it was alcohol's fault. I thought it was everybody else's fault. I thought it was everything else's. And it never once dawned on me to take it out of the equation until the very end. Mm. Until when I could tell and I was physically dependent on it. I had a silly story. Like if I I had like a teacup and how bad I was shaking would indicate, I'm like, oh, crap, here we go. So, I mean, it took about two years to finally get to the rehab part with trying AA, but I would go to AA, come home and drink. I think I would drink and go to AA. Like the sponsor thing, just, I don't like being told what to do. So that was kind of a big thing. Like I wanted to do this, but I needed help too. You need community and you need people around you who, you know, are like-minded because my way honestly wasn't working. So yeah, I had to find an easier, softer way. And I did. And I appreciate it.
0: I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so glad. And I'm so glad that you told your story because, yeah, the more we can normalize like going to rehab, mm-hmm. right? And that it's not a shameful thing because it, we've been taught that it's our job. If we can't control this uncontrollable substance, it's a weakness in us. There's something wrong with you. Like, there's, and it's just not the case. Mm-hmm. It's just not
1: the case. And we need help. And I didn't know how deadly it was until I did go to rehab and learned all about it. I had no idea. Like I would get so dehydrated at night. I could not barely open my mouth. I was blaming it on the ceiling fan. Saying that <laughs> there was too much air going in my it's mouth. It's a damn ceiling it, fan. Like, seriously, people, come on now. Like, <laughs> it's nothing, it's not the vodka yes. you've drinking all freaking day. Right. You know, and add wine and beer probably on top of that because the Vodka yeah. was just to get her started. And I would try to go, you know, a couple of days, probably not even a couple of days, a couple of hours, you know, to try to see how long I could go. And I would have to give in. Because I didn't want to hurt myself. Right. And that's awful because you're killing yourself with the booze, but you don't want to hurt yourself coming cold turkey because you can die. Right. Yes, you can die. And I'm glad you
0: brought that up because it's true. You can't die from like opioid withdrawal Mm -hmm. or detox, but... Alcohol, detox, it's extremely dangerous Mm -hmm. and you can die. So if you are in need of detox, do not do it at home. Do not do it on your own.
1: Go get help. They will help you. There are places to help you. Yeah. I had a seizure and detox, like a grandma Mm. seizure. It was bad because I was coming off benzos and alcohol and those two did not mix at all. But even the alcohol itself. And that's, we weren't
0: taught, like, I remember growing up in high school thinking like, well, you can't die from alcohol. You can die from drugs, but you just can't die from alcohol. And that's just a lie. Well, it's
1: all the same. It's just marketing. Like you it's said, it's just marketing. A pretty yeah. bottle, So Right. Oh. Ugh. I uh, know. Fuck all of them. <laughs> no, fuck, them. <laughs> fuck them all.
0: Fuck them all. Oh, I love oh my it. God, Katie. I'm so proud of you. And oh, I'm thank just you. I look at your smiling face. You just are like a ray of sunshine. Oh. And so to think of alcohol dulling that, I do just say like fuck alcohol because fuck alcohol. Yeah,
1: like no longer is it gonna get in the way, you know? It's our superpower. And like yes. the podcast this morning was saying, it's so good that we have, we're the way showers of a new sober way to be. Yes. So our daughters and our sons can grow up, you know, in a happy, because this world's going crazy. We don't need crazier drunken people. Right.
0: Well, I just love your idea of like the world is scary out there. And like what we can do is provide a safe space in our homes mm-hmm. for our kids. You know, I love that idea because it's so true.
1: We had a friend come in the other day and he grabbed a beer out of our refrigerator outside and I could smell it from the oh, other yes. side of the house. Yes. Because we were sitting in the room and my husband was sitting there next to me and he wasn't drinking beer. And I was like, what's that smell? And it was one of the friends that just walks in without knocking kind of thing. Oh, and yeah. I was like, oh my goodness. I couldn't. It was just crazy how I could smell it. And we went to totally. a bar the other night to gather with, after the funeral or whatever. And I didn't drink. And I felt that it was like, it was kind of awesome. I was just sitting there, people watching. It was just yes. very, very entertaining. Like I said. Yes. And that was the first time. I wasn't very big on bars anyways, but I hadn't been to a bar since I've been sober. But I was just like, this is yeah. so weird, but so funny all at the same time. Isn't it crazy? With the waitress, I said, can I just get a Red Bull? She looked at me like, I, <laughs> she looked at me like I was crazy. I was like, yeah, just a Red Bull, please. That's all I have. Like yes. Let's normalize it. Yes. Good for you. Yes. Thank you. Uh, I was proud of myself. Go home and good, good bed. I like my sleep. Yeah,
0: exactly. I, I love my sleep. I know. <laughs> oh my gosh. And you get to sleep when you're tired. You know what I mean? Like you're like, Oh, I'm tired right now. I'd like to go to sleep like that. If I was drinking, like that didn't cross my mind. I was mm-hmm. like, I don't even know if I'm tired or not. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Nope. Don't know. Keep going. Oh my God. <laughs> Katie, thank you. Thank you for having me so much. Yes, your story is going to help so many women, and I'm just so
1: proud of you. Oh, thank you. I'm glad I got it off my chest. It wasn't as bad as I thought. Yeah, do you feel good? I do. <gasps> see? I do. Yeah, I'm not scary. I You're promise. Not scary? No, it's not bad. Everybody, see.
0: It's not bad, you guys. It's Katie said it's not bad. No, there's a lot of buildup. And then once you start
1: talking, you're like, oh, right. Okay. I can yeah. do this. Only 62,000. <laughs> How many people? Yeah, I was telling my mom, I was like, only this many people are going to be listening to this <laughs> podcast. I was Don't think about that. It's just you <laughs> and me. <laughs> That's a and disclaimer mom this has nothing to do with you as a parent or a mother yes. she's like it's they what you oh good say? I mean it, they did right. it was I mean, it
0: was just such a different
1: time we
0: were just hanging out in the neighborhood yeah And that you still have to tell your story because it's part of your story, right? And so, Mm -hmm. like, we still have to tell that part. Like, that's what my mom and I always talk about because, you know, sometimes she doesn't come off the best (laughs) of my story. And, you know, she's an amazing mom (laughs) and she's wonderful. And it was just a different time, you know, Mm -hmm. everything we know today, they did not know. So, we're just doing better for our kids. (laughs) Well, Katie, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Sober Mom Life. If you loved it, please rate and review it wherever you listen. Five stars is amazing. Also, follow me on Instagram at The Sober Mom Life. Okay, I'll see you next week. I'm going to go reheat my coffee. Bye. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol.